0: Welcome to Recalibrate. This is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship. Our hope is to create a moment where you get to take a look at your life through the lens of Christ's
1: teaching and recalibrate. Welcome to Recalibrate. Hey Paul, it's good to be here. <laughs>
0: it's good to see you too, Mike, as well. We're starting out with the joy and laughter to making yeah, this journey are. today. Exactly. <laughs> so good to have you all listening to us and I hope we're going to be able to bless you today. Because we are continuing on
1: the journey of mindfulness. And it has been a journey, Paul. It is a yeah, journey, yeah, isn't it? Is it? A journey. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's been really insightful. I know for me, I've been able to use some of the tools we've talked about in yeah. the podcast so far to just, again, like we said, bring thoughts captive and be able to um, be more aware of when yeah. my mind's going on a tangent.
0: I, I, it would be my prayer that I, th- I think a lot of people. A significant portion of their struggles in life could be, I don't want to say resolved, but certainly could be brought into a much more under control and a much more healthy place if the mind could be brought under control.
1: Sure, yeah, definitely. I even think of like things like, um, even with your spouse, of things you don't even have to say if you would just control your own thoughts, you know, where we speak out of turn sometimes yeah, when we get yeah, emotional. Yeah.
0: Uh, what big thing for me, I'm finding as I go through this, is not... Worrying about things for the future that I have no control right. over. Red, yeah. Pastor Red said to me the other day, he said, we were talking about some problem we were going to face. And he said, you know what, Paul, we just, we don't even, we get there and we deal with it. And we don't even think about it before we get there hmm. because we'll just face it as it is. And I thought, wow, that's, that's, this guy's mindful
1: and he doesn't yeah. even know it. <laughs> Unless he's a monk and we just Tilly, don't uh, yeah. He's a monk,
0: yeah. <laughs> monk Ridge. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I think there's so much here. We we started this journey from that uh, concept of teaching by Paul, set your mind on the things above. Mm-hmm. And we know that in Scripture, there's so many Scriptures about getting the mind under control, whatever is good, perfect, think on these things, yeah. I and mean, it just goes on and on. Yeah. So there is this idea of the mind, and we discovered that last week that Um, the monks and the monasteries had tapped into this. They had also realized that
1: getting the mind under control was really important for spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and we talked about um, that sometimes you can take it a little bit too far. And you mentioned that even that might be one of the um, mistakes or downfalls of the monastic tradition. So remind us about that.
0: Yeah, I think that we we we, as we go into this, we've got to and we're going to see this today because we're going to look at it in particular. But as we pursue spiritual growth, it's really important to keep the overarching goal in mind. There's a real danger as you seek to get your mind under control. That's one thing, but by having your mind under control and disciplined and focused on God, you do become more open and more. Uh, probably will have more mystical or encounters with god and, and and the sense of God and the presence of God it's very easy for them because we talked about this last week how the monks were looking for the continually abiding presence of God right. the consciousness of it right the challenge with that it's it can be elusive mm-hmm. and you can miss out on the the more important matters in scripture such as looking after your neighbor right. um, walking in unity with other people sure. so you know, we see this sometimes the complaint against the charismatic churches is that they're so into the experience, right. but their personal lives are a wreck.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, although they're very yeah. aware of the Holy Spirit, but they yeah. just like, I don't know what to do yeah. with this How person. How do I do it? Yeah. 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 I can't yeah. relate to them. Yeah. So, there's this balance, right? Nevertheless, I think we are trying to get in a, a, a deeper place, all of us, where our mind is less on things that are trivial and mm-hmm. even destructive and more on Christ.
1: Yeah more uh, conscious every right day. and I think that's what we can take from the monastic tradition is this idea of always reorienting our mind back to things that are from above Yes you know? yes yeah so yeah. that that's a very practice. good and, yeah.
0: and we've been learning some techniques for that such mm-hmm. as breathing. We were just joking beforehand about the mask. We all have to wear masks these days. So yeah. that's actually like having a paper bag over your yeah, mouth. Yeah, you
1: really and- notice your breathing. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> So uh, right there is a tool to help you do yeah. better at be- breathing. Exactly. Um, but, but really just the idea of the, not the breathing, but the it helps the mind focus in and, and mm-hmm. get under control. So there's different ways to do mindfulness, and we'll continue to explore them. But we were wondering whether these monastics, these monks, what techniques they used to become mindful. Right. What, what, do they have something there that we could grasp? Mm-hmm. And so I've kind of been journeying amongst this and reading all kinds of stuff. And we learned last week that, that the Eastern Church, the Orthodox Church, they wrote quite a lot of literature. The monks, wrote a lot of literature about it. And we had a really hard time pronouncing the name of it last week. Yeah, we're not we'll even going to try yeah, this no, week. we'll just yeah. leave it out. It's a Greek word that just seemed to be a tongue
1: yeah, twister. Tongue twister for us. But it
0: was a big book written by a number of different Eastern Orthodox monks about the techniques that they used to help the mind come under control, to help get control of the mind and get it focused. We've talked about breathing, but they had other ones. There's one really big one that they used that I want to just look at a little bit, Mm -hmm. and then it will segue into all kinds of topics. So hold on. It's going to get really (laughs) exciting. Um, But they did something called the Jesus Prayer.
1: Have you ever heard of the Jesus Prayer? Paul, I had heard of it last when you asked me this before. But oh, you I mean wasn't, you
0: heard of it when I asked you? Like you—that was I, when you heard of it?
1: No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> I had heard of it before you had asked me last week, but I wasn't familiar with it or even how it was practiced. So yeah. it was fascinating. You passed me this article um, to prepare for this podcast, and it's just fascinating. It's a very short prayer that they pray.
0: Over right. and over and over. Uh, how does it go? What is, it, what is the lines that they say?
1: Yeah, it's, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. That's the prayer? That's the whole thing.
0: And Jesus actually never prayed that?
1: No, he didn't. It's named after him, but he never prayed it. Yeah.
0: It's a prayer to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. So uh, in the Eastern tradition, but also even in, in, in the Catholic tradition, in monks and monks, this thing called the Jesus prayer was promoted mm-hmm. as a very key tool for mindfulness. Right now, there's a book called um, "On the Pilgrim's Road." Oh gosh, I forgot what its name. Being a pilgrim
1: and uh, something about a pilgrim. We yeah.
0: we yeah. Listen, we look like we have no idea what we're talking about, but it's because my screen went off and that I can't see. The,
1: yeah, you can't see. The I title. can't see the
0: title anymore. But it's The Way of a Pilgrim and A Pilgrim on the Way. I think that's what it's called. It's a classic 600-year-old book about a man who was seeking. His big question was, how do you pray without ceasing?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, again, I think sometimes people get a little bit too... And When you hear pray without ceasing, do you literally mean Paul says that every second of the day you're meant to be praying?
1: I I don't think that. Ah. I don't think... I think that it's a even almost a prayer, a prayerful attitude that we go about our day in, and that it's constantly on our mind. But I see that in this story, the person that we read about in the article— the, On the
0: Pilgrim's Way. On the
1: Pilgrim's Way, yeah, that he took it quite literally, and he went on this adventure asking um, various religious leaders that he could find, like, how do I pray continuously? He even asked them, how do I pray in my sleep? How do I keep praying even when I'm sleeping? And oh, so awesome. he took it quite literally, didn't he? I have prayed yeah. in my sleep. Have you? Yes, I have. Yeah, tell me about that.
0: Um, there have been times where I have been so a sense of God at work and mm-hmm. it's such a deep stirring in me that I go to sleep praying and I wake up praying. Hmm. And so I'm assuming that I was praying. <laughs> in <laughs> you your sleep. In your yeah. sleep. There we go, praying continuously. <laughs> there we go with Pastor Paul. Yeah. I have experienced that. But yeah, I don't know that it's in the context. I don't know if we should take that literally, pray mm-hmm. without ceasing, in the right. sense of never stopping. Yeah. Um, um, but anyhow, so he was seeking for this. Mm-hmm. He was trying to find out how to have his mind on God 24-7. And so he eventually discovers this person who tells him to use the Jesus prayer. Mm-hmm. And what do they tell him to do? And this is this book, by the way, On a Pilgrim's Way, is basically a... They've explained the teachings of the monastics through a story rather than through a manual. Right. So basically, they're teaching you through the story.
1: Right. Yeah, and he, he actually is told to repeat the Jesus prayer... 3,000 times. It starts at 3,000 times in a day. So he's supposed to go find silence and repeat, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me 3,000 times in a day. Oh. What are your thoughts, Paul? What are your okay, initial immediately,
0: thoughts? Okay, so let's go back over that again. Yeah. I don't even know if anybody caught what you just said. <laughs> so you have this prayer. Lord. Je- what is it again?
1: Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me.
0: Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, mm-hmm. Lord Jesus. And then you do it with breathing. I think you kind of mm-hmm. breathe and you say it. Yeah, he
1: says to inhale and to breathe and exhale, and then do it oh. again. There's a pattern to it, similar to that. Oh, and you're supposed to do this three thousand times. It actually only starts at three thousand. So the um, the main character, we never hear his name in this part, but he um, reports back that he's completed the. Uh, I think a week of doing this three thousand times a day, and then he says, "Great, now do it six thousand times a day," and then the next one is twelve thousand times a day. So, what what are your thoughts? What are what are what are they trying to get at there?
0: Okay, so they're saying that the way become mindful is to focus on a singular phrase.
1: Well, his question was, "How do I pray without ceasing?" And he said, "Repeat this prayer over and over." I have so many thoughts about yeah. that.
0: And that's what kind of disturbed me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought, oh, this is not good. Right. Um, Jesus said, do not pray like the pagans. Before Mm -hmm. he gave the Lord's prayer, he said, don't pray like the pagans with vain, repetitious statements. Right. So right away I'm going, oh, it seems like it's very contrary to what Jesus taught. Interesting. Secondly, it feels very Eastern. Is mm-hmm. in Far East,
1: Buddhaish. Right. It it sounds like a mantra it that you're repeating like over and over and over. Yeah, yeah, it's it interesting. does.
0: And and honestly, I tell you what, I really feel it feels physiological. Hmm. Okay, so you're doing a breathing exercise, and you're pr- you're saying the same line over and over again. Right. The, the, the response you're getting is not a spiritual response. It's not a, a, a coming of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It is a physiological response. If you repeat the same thing over and over again in rhyme with your breathing, right. I think you're going to get into a euphoric state. Right that is not necessarily Spirit-inspired. Right, not Holy Spirit-inspired. Not Holy Spirit-inspired. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it does sound Buddhist to me. Yeah. It reminds me of that. And I'm
0: not saying it's demonic. I'm just saying it's physiological. Right. Yeah. That you you are bringing your body into kind of like a Mm trance-like state.
1: Right. I don't think that's what Christianity is. Do do you? No, I, I would agree with what you're saying, Paul. But is there... Is there something that we can take out of this sort of discipline that we see here, where he actually says in the story that he feels connected to God by the end? Is it just physiological, or is there something we can take from that?
0: I think it's physiological. Yeah, I, I don't think it's. I, I don't think it. I don't think it's a genuine move of God. And I mean, I'm, I don't know all. Apologies to somebody who might be orthodox out there and, and really into the Jesus prayer mm-hmm. I mean he would argue that he really focuses on the meaning of that prayer
1: right that he goes over it each yeah. time Well,
0: Mike, why don't we step back a little bit further? Sure. Some people repeat the Lord's Prayer over and over again yeah, they as do. a way yep. of mm-hmm. of of and then I'm going to jump back further than that Some people use scripture meditation on scripture yep. and repeating a scripture over and over again. Yeah, and then we're going to even go back further and maybe even later on talk a little bit about worship songs. Yes, I
1: remember we talked about yeah, this a bit. Some yeah.
0: worship songs where people we repeat the same line over, over, and, and, over and over again and over. Yeah. versus songs where you have uh, a systematic flow of words that mm-hmm. take you on a journey right and i'm even going to go back further this is why we're opening a can of worms here sure and talk about speaking in tongues
1: oh interesting
0: okay Ooh, yeah. so you were yeah. sleeping there and now yes, you're all awake everyone's what <laughs> oh, to talk about in modern worship yeah. songs they're going to talk about <laughs> speaking in tongues they're going to talk about scripture memorization <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the lord's prayer we're let's get game yeah, on here, people. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> These are all related to the topic of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Like Paul says, uh, pray without ceasing. And he also says, you know, be filled with the spirit, with Psalms, hymns. So all of this is related to are these tools and how do they work in terms of getting my mind mm-hmm. to become uh, centered in christ right. and for me to become mindful of the world yeah. around me the problem i have with the with the jesus prayer, i don't know if it's really opening up your mind whether you're becoming alert to the world around you mm-hmm. as opposed to going into a euphoric spiritual state right where you're really actually quite relatively self-focused rather than that would be yeah. my guess is what might happen there
1: yeah and so I did see when we read this, and although I agree with you, what I I don't think that this necessarily is the means where we would uh, can necessarily connect with God. But I love that how this passage ends in in the in the book. It says. Um, So after he's recited it 12,000 times a day for a a week or however long he was doing this for, um, the person who was teaching him about the Jesus prayer says, now you may recite the prayer as many times as you wish. Call on the name of Jesus in all your waking moments without counting and humbly resign yourself to God's will, expecting help from him. And I actually thought that was a very beautiful thing that now he's taught himself but it's more what we're talking okay, about. Okay, say
0: that. Yeah, he's taught himself. He's
1: taught himself how to focus on God. That he's taught himself that in all his waking moments to turn his eyes towards so Jesus. So as he says
0: his prayer, he's meant to be just focused on that prayer. His thoughts are not meant to run right. anything out. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's a zeroing in, yeah. mindful, tightness. But now it. Does feel a little bit like a mantra. It
1: does, yeah. So
0: you know, we um, when I I grew up, uh, this this minister was from Vancouver. Actually, mm-hmm. I didn't know it at the time when I was used to listen to his teachings in New Zealand. Now, I cannot remember his name again, um, but he used to have this book. Basically, he extolled the virtue of saying, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It used to be on right. Reddit. Do you know who I'm talking about?
1: No, I don't. But I also went to a church, actually, where you would just repeat it over and over. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise yes, the Lord. Yes, yeah, yeah, or just the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Over and over and yeah. over. Yeah, hallelujah,
0: hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah. Say it 20 times. Hallelujah, yeah, hallelujah, yeah. hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Right. Do you notice when you say that a word over, it doesn't matter what the word is over again and again and again, there is a physiological yeah. effect that takes place right. inside you. Yeah. I just don't see it in the teaching of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think that the repetition technique to bring you into a place of mindfulness, I don't think it's actually bringing you into mindfulness. I think it's bringing you into a place of euphoria Hmm. rather than an actual place where your mind is still. I think it's bringing a sensation in your body.
1: Right, because you could say anything. You could, you could say, say tacos, tacos, tacos. Yeah, taco, 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 yeah. taco. And it's a, um, almost the same. I thing. I mean,
0: obviously, yeah. a spiritual word like Jesus, yeah. a name, has more emotion to you and more feeling to you. But it, it's not Christian. It's not sourced mm-hmm. in Christ's teaching. He never, ever, ever tells us to do those kind of things.
1: Right. Okay, so then let's take it to scripture where you were saying about memorizing and maybe repeating well, let's go with the scripture. Lord's Prayer. Okay, let's yeah, go there. Yeah,
0: yep. Yeah. Yeah. So some traditions would encourage you to repeat prayers rather than. Now, here I think that we're starting to move closer. Okay. And the reason is, like when we teach uh, Christian discipline one-on-one at our church, like new believers, we teach Mm -hmm. them how to begin to read the Bible and how to begin to pray. Yeah. We use the Lord's Prayer as a template. The template. Yeah. But we actually go through it line by line. Yeah. So that when they say the Lord's Prayer, they now are aware of what everything means in it. Mm-hmm. Our Father. Okay, that means that you can only call, call, call God Father because Jesus Christ has died for your sins. Right. So when you say our oh, Father, you're also reflecting on the death of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and the provision of the Father. And so on and so forth, right? So the idea is that when they pray it, they are not praying it mindlessly. And I think that's what Jesus said is when you pray, don't pray mindlessly. Right. Right. Yeah. This idea that you say things and you're trying to get the, as the pagans. He's actually talking about those pagan rituals and pagan temples Mm -hmm. where they would do this. You know, they'd rock back and forth and they'd say have sayings and they would get into a euphoric state and spiritual forces would come and all this kind of stuff. He's saying, don't pray like that. That's not the way we pray. Mm -hmm. We want to pray with your mind, our Father. And as you pray, be engaging mentally with mm-hmm. what's going on. And the mindfulness is the mind being focused on the word of God and the things of God, right? rather than becoming blank. And I think that's the huge difference between the two. Mm-hmm.
1: And and it's a, I've seen that it can be a slippery slope when you're using these pre-written prayers. I grew up in a tradition of church where we actually were told at one point, you can only, if you're going to pray out loud in church, you may only pray the, these pre-written prayers that are in the book. Yeah,
0: they probably okay. had some guy one day get up and preach it.
1: prayer. Yeah, very, they probably really did. Long, long
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now Ron, you're only praying yeah, short. Only pre- these <laughs> ones in the book.
1: Yes, but I think it is a slippery slope because as a kid, I can remember I knew the prayers off by heart, but they didn't mean anything to me. Yeah, you know. So.
0: but those traditions would argue that when you get to know what the prayer means, you meditate on that prayer, mm-hmm. And that meditation brings you into a mindful state mm-hmm. where you're conscious of Christ. And uh, that, and it brings in the sense of the Holy Spirit. Right. And I think there's truth in that. I think it's a question yeah. is, is it mindless? So, what is what is becoming mindful? Mind, not mindless, right. mindful. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. That your mind's full of something holy. And I think yeah. that's the difference between Eastern and scriptural right. meditation and concept.
1: Yeah. So, these tools are even. We were talking about the Lord's Prayer. It's, yeah. a, it's a tool to help us to focus on yeah. the things above, to focus now, on Now, you Christ. said it's
0: a template. Could you explain a little bit what we mean by saying that the Lord's Prayer is a template? Yeah, so
1: Jesus tells us with the Lord's Prayer, this is how you, how you should pray. So he gives us the Lord's Prayer, like you mentioned, our Father who art in heaven, that we can call him Father. He And he runs through other things like... Um, we did a series at our church. Like when you're, you can ask. The Lord's prayer teaches us that we can ask God for the mm-hmm. things that we need. Um, the Lord's prayer reminds us to ask forgiveness. Yeah. Um. So it's a template that prompts us of how we can pray. Right. Prompts us of different things. That it gives we can us the pray topics for. that
0: we should be covering, yeah. like yeah. forgiveness. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think there's. You asked me another time, is it wrong to say the Lord's Prayer per prayer right? And I don't think it is. And I right. think for young believers or non-believers, it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. But it's not a mantra. It's not, and it's got power in of itself. Right. It's. Um, but obviously, if you don't know much, it might be a good way to do it. But yep. we would encourage you to quickly move on into a mindful form of prayer. Right. Not a, You know, because you hear people say it all in unison. It sounds like a drone. Yeah, it does. (laughs) But nevertheless, some people Mm -hmm. are engaging with it on a deeper level, and so it's been very useful. We want to thank you for joining us on Recalibrate today. For more information,
1: please check out our website at crcfchurch.com.